0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman and this is the Daily Dollar. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm starting a deep dive series into the anti-inflammatory diet. I'm going to look at what the science says about food and its ability to fight chronic inflammation, and then how you can build an anti-inflammatory diet for yourself. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name's Kate and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun fact about me is that I currently have no grey hairs yet. So I'm 37 years old currently and I don't have any grey hairs. My hair is all natural. I don't dye it either. It is this brown just normally. And I haven't got any greys yet. I have found a few which I've pulled out. So there is currently no grey hairs in my head. Well, that I can see. Maybe if you go digging for one, you might find one. But so far, so good. No grey hairs. I think I take after my dad's side of the family for those genetics because I'm pretty sure my mum started growing grey by this age. Sorry, mum, love you. You've embraced your grey beautifully. And when the time comes for me to embrace my grey... I will do it beautifully just like you as well. But on to today's topic, inflammation and the anti-inflammatory diet. I actually started researching this for just one episode because it was a question that someone submitted over my Instagram stories in preps for these episodes. And the I was just like, what would you guys like me to talk about? And one of the suggestions was inflammation and the anti-inflammatory diet. I was like, yeah, I haven't done that topic before. Let's get stuck into that. Now, I started researching this around two and a half hours ago and I've gone down a a rabbit warren of reading. And so I've decided that these two and a half hours are going to go into the whole week's worth of episodes because there's actually so much to cover in this topic and I don't want to gloss over it. Now, the reason that I don't want to gloss over it is because there is a lot of information online around inflammation and the role that food can play. And unfortunately, even though um, there is going to be some evidence come out that we can actually reduce the inflammation in our body – from our diet. The word inflammation just generally has been associated with a lot of woo. So I have, can't tell you how many dumb things I've read online about people saying particular foods are anti-inflammatory and other foods are pro-inflammatory and it's often conflicting. For example, that, you know, some people are saying that dairy is pro inflammatory and others saying that dairy's anti-inflammatory, like what's the answer here, right? And so, you know, I even actually, another fun fact about me is back in my early 20s where I would diet a lot and try different, lots of different things. I'd try detox programs and cleanses and I bought this book called The Anti-Inflammatory Diet by this guy, doctor, some doctor guy, and he was really, really strict in his diet and he had his list of Good and bad foods, and he'd backed it up by, you know, scientific papers. He had this big reference list at the back, which I, of course, didn't read, but it's been around for a long time. And so there's lots of spin offs of the anti-inflammatory diet and and things like that. The most important thing that you need to know right from the beginning is there is no agreed definition of what an anti-inflammatory diet is. And so when studies are looking at inflammation and anti-inflammatory diets, they're looking at similar dietary patterns, but they're all a little bit different. Um, and they have their own definitions. And then you've got studies that look at individual foods and inflammation. And then you've got studies that look at individual components of foods, so individual nutrients and inflammation. So it's quite a in-depth, deep topic. I'm going to try and summarize it for you over this deep dive series. And my main goal with this is to really basically end up with really practical take-home, what sort of habits do I want to build out of this knowledge kind of information. I don't want to overwhelm you with science and all this theory because that doesn't really help us. At the end of the day, we want to be able to put what we learn from scientific research into practice in our lives, you know? And and then just move on and not actually stress. The other thing I I do want to say to just around health and when we think about inflammation and and sickness and poor health is that food is one contributor to health. And it certainly is a big contributor to health. Don't get me wrong. I've spent my entire career, right, promoting food as a big contributor to health. However, I'm not so naive that I think that food is the be all and end all and is, you know, the only medicine that we need and can cure us. Um, It's because that's not true at all. There are a number of other factors in our lives, um, environmental, social, right? air pollution, lots of other things that go on around our world, just like general poor genetics, right? As why we as to the reasons why we get sick. And so also know that if you're suffering with a condition that potentially is caused by chronic inflammation, that certainly, you know, improving your overall diet quality and and put putting into practice what you learned through this series will help you. But it's it may not actually fully, you know, um, eradicate your condition or put you into remission or cure you. And I think our expectations around what food can do needs to be adjusted to an appropriate level because I've met people who have stressed themselves to the nth degree trying to adjust their diet to cope with an inflammatory issue and they've done everything that they can and it still hasn't made any changes and I, I've just gone to the most – you just – I don't want you to keep stressing about this anymore, basically. And so just make sure that you put food into context. It is one part of our lifestyles that we can adjust to improve our health, but it is one of many different aspects of our lifestyle that we can adjust and that also, you know, cause us to become unwell. So let's kick off the series by talking about what actually is inflammation. So at it's base level it is an immune system response which is essentially defending the body from injury or infection or disease and so along with the immune response is it's essentially defined according to the effects of capillaries dilating and then leukocytes infiltrating tissues so leukocytes are white one type of white blood cells which are immune blood cells and they essentially um, basically (laughs) follow injury or an infection, right? Now the result of leukocytes, so these white blood cells infiltrating tissues and our capillaries dilating, there's the causes of redness, heat, pain and swelling. So bless my husband, he fell off his mountain bike a couple of weeks ago and so his ankle smashed into a rock in the process of coming off his bike. And it's been in pain, red, hot and swollen for a number of weeks now. That's inflammation at work. So the tissue became damaged, capillaries have dilated, leukocytes have infiltrated the tissue, right? And it's this inflammatory response. Now, this is a great response. It's in fact, it's part of the body protecting itself. It's natural. It's good for the body right? It's not a bad thing. And essentially, this process is defined as acute inflammation because it typically resolves itself once the tissues have healed or the infection's been eradicated, things like that. The thing you need to know about inflammation is that it's a cascade of chemical events that trigger one another. And some of the the metabolic or the chemical reactions that occur along with inflammation, are sort of self-perpetuating. So the more they happen, the more they trigger themselves to happen. And then other chemical reactions sort of act as their own break. So it starts to turn it all off again. And it's the, the balancing of, you know, turning on and turning off acute inflammation that helps the body to, you know, respond to – an injury when it occurs, and then let the inflammation resolve itself and go away once the threat has been taken away or the the tissues has healed. Now, what is important to understand is that when we're talking about an anti-inflammatory diet is we're actually not really talking about acute inflammation. So we're, we're not wanting our diet to stop our bodies from reacting to a mosquito bite, right? Which is acute inflammation or our ankle swelling up because we smashed it into a rock, right? That's acute inflammation or our body fighting bacteria or viruses that enter our body, right? We're not trying to stop this process because it's a good natural process. However, there is another type of inflammation which is known as chronic inflammation. Another name for it is chronic low-grade inflammation. And this occurs when the body is essentially constantly confronted by substances that either cause inflammation um, or the body's inflammatory response fails to resolve itself and it just sort of continues there in the background. And because inflammation is the result of chemical reactions there are a number of chemicals that are released by either white blood cells or damaged cells themselves that then you know either promote or inhibit inflammation and so the ones that promote inflammation are what we call pro inflammatory cytokines and there's a bunch of different chemicals and i'm not an expert on this stuff i'm not you know a biochemist i've studied this you know, in university and now sort of looked up on it more recently to do this episode. But it's it's pretty, pretty complicated. But we can measure it in scientific studies. There's a number of different chemicals that we know sort of characterize this chronic inflammation that can occur. So essentially, chronic inflammation is what we now associate with our chronic diseases or our lifestyle diseases. So things like heart disease, um, so cardiovascular disease, um, you know, particularly atherosclerosis, so the hardening of the arteries that then can either um, lead to then there being a heart attack or a stroke, something like that. Also diabetes mellitus, so in particular type 2 diabetes, And then other chronic diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, um, asthma as well has been linked with this chronic inflammation. And so, you know, what has happened is, is that because we've been able to associate these lifestyle diseases, you know, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis with chronic inflammation, there's also a bunch of other diseases that have been sort of thrown into the net and that the anti-inflammatory diet can now cure all of these diseases. And this is where we've got, you know, good science and good information about this stuff that can lead us to make really positive dietary changes to reduce our risk of developing these diseases or help us manage these these diseases once we have them, to then tipping over into the woo sphere where we have like slithers of truth come through, but now all of a sudden we've got these special diets being pushed by you know doctors or influences that can now cure you of everything, right? Which is absolutely not true and gives people a false sense of hope. It becomes particularly dangerous. As well, when you have people actually turning away from their conventional treatment for particular conditions that they might be suffering from and fully relying on diet, and that can be really, really dangerous as well. But certainly, there is some good evidence to suggest that our key lifestyle diseases, particularly heart disease and diabetes, is linked to this chronic inflammation and that. Addressing this through some dietary changes can, one, help us reduce our risk of developing these diseases later on in life, and two, also help us manage these conditions if we've already got them. So join me for the next episode where I'm actually going to go into more detail about what chronic inflammation is caused by, and then what the science says helps decrease chronic inflammation. So stay tuned for that. Have an amazing day. Look forward to chatting with you tomorrow. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.